place for everything related to reading and language. I'm your host, Mackenzie Gens. Now, bookmark that book and let's begin. Hello, hello, and welcome to the show. <clears throat> Please excuse my gravelly voice. I am currently in Peru and the altitude. <laughs> I've been acclimating fairly well to the altitude in terms of dizziness and other things like that. No headaches, thankfully, knock on wood, but I do still have some gravelly throat, probably due to my recent illness a few weeks ago, and also maybe some allergies or other reactions to the altitude slash the climate. Herzlich willkommen zu unserem podcast. It has been a while. I, as you all know, if you've been keeping up with our emails, with our website, our blog, there have been a lot of big life changes for me recently. <clears throat> I graduated from college earlier this month in June. I also started packing and saw some family, and really I went to great lengths to publish podcasts during this time, and it did not work out for me, so I deeply apologize for missing a couple weeks here and there, but I am back and I am committed to producing content. <clears throat> it's been quite challenging in some ways to get back on the wagon with podcasting, with reading, with writing, um, especially since really it's been six months, this whole year of 2022. I haven't done much of any of those things. So really instilling the habits and instilling the mindset has been a new and challenging and difficult process for me because when I started all of these things, when I started reading, for example, in 2016, <laughs> when I started reading a book a week, it was instantaneous. I just picked it up and committed myself to it and I got to the end. Um, whereas I know now, I, I kind of started in 2016 with the mindset that I didn't know if I could do it, but I would try. And now that I know that I can do it, there's almost less pressure in a way to get on the bandwagon again and to get started again. Um, and that's not to say, though, that I'm less passionate about it or less on fire about all these things. It's just that practically, it's a lot more difficult for me to convince myself <laughs> that I need to do them. I need to put substantial time into them, right? Um, <clears throat> even though I'm a fast reader, even though I am, uh, I've got a lot of practice with making these podcasts, and I know the quality of the podcast while I'm abroad will not be the same, um, that's just a disclaimer, <laughs> and I'm literally, I'll be literally squ like squatting in my homestays or hotels or not hotels, um, B&Bs or wherever I'm at <laughs> and just recording uh, on my like audio notes. But I really do, it really does take time still, you know, it, it takes time to read 60 books a year, which was my average these past few years. It takes time to really think of good ideas and to have a good flow when you start to podcast. And it takes time to upload them and have something meaningful to say when you post them. And it takes time as well, in my experience at least, to organize all of those activities around what is otherwise a very busy and very full life and very uh, full schedule. Um, and yeah, it's it's been... 
I think one of the things I've been thinking about a lot with regard to this trip and having sort of the first pause in a long time is how busyness kind of creeps in so unintentionally and it, the onus of the burden is on me to start to excavate some of that um, and you know of course it's so easy especially as a student me previously now as a researcher you know it's really easy to let your work and your passion your main passion I should say consume you um, but the reality is that you work so much better when you have free time to just walk and explore for me <clears throat> exploring is so important um, and to learn on your own time as well learn things that you never thought you would learn <clears throat> I would say Spanish is one of those things for me <laughs> I've um, forgotten all my Spanish I was like at a B2 level at one point and now starting Spanish classes again has been so invigorating for me and also so difficult <laughs> now that I have my L2 is German now that I speak fluent German adding this third language is like pushing a boulder up a hill whereas German was like I'm not gonna say it was easy but it was very like fluid and there were there were good days and bad days and there still are with it as with my English <clears throat> however um it, it was kind of this like constant process where Spanish is becoming really, really difficult for me. So overcoming those obstacles, and I'll talk about this in a future episode, I'm sure, um, has been so difficult yet invigorating. Um, something that I have not made time for learning a new language in a long time. And it's something that I really love to do and something that opens my curiosity for the world and for the people in it. So getting on topic <laughs> here, I'm going to talk a bit about some things that I'm doing while I'm traveling. So a little background on this trip, if you haven't heard anything about it, I talked mostly about it on Patreon actually, um, but about this trip, it's a 10 week research trip I want to grant through the Chicago Circumnavigators Foundation in conjunction with Northwestern University. I'm very lucky and very grateful to be traveling this summer as I won the grant last year in 2021. Normally, the grantee would be a third year student in undergrad who travels and comes back their senior year for um, presentations and research expos and things of that nature. So the fact that I'm able to graduate and travel a year late in a sense is amazing. And it's something that I do not take for granted at all. This is a backpacking trip in some senses, <laughs> in the sense at least that I am living out of a backpack. I'm using the packed one or packed backpack. The packed one um, duffel bag is normally what I'd use for travel. Um, especially like weekend trips and things of that nature um, but that's a duffel bag and it doesn't have backpack straps which I really needed for this trip so I invested in the backpack very happy with it so far you can learn all about that like on their website the minimalists were a big part of the launch of the packed one that's where I first heard about it many many moons ago <laughs> and um, I think the reason why I mention it is what you travel with and how you travel is so important to maximizing your experience right if you have 
a luggage situation or you have uh, the, a situation where the tools that you're using are very cumbersome for you, <laughs> you're not going to be able to get out of yourself and experience the countries um, and experience the world. And I think the way that I I'm called to, so minimalism, living out of a backpack, being very intentional about all those things is so important. This 10-week research trip takes me to five countries. Um, I'm starting off here in Peru, and I'm in Cusco. I'll go to Malaga, Spain next, and then the Czech Republic, Malaysia, and Japan. <clears throat> and I'll end in Chicago, <laughs> where I have been living for the past few years. So, one backpack. It's about 25 pounds. And how do I how do I figure out this reading situation of mine you know limited internet access for a lot of the trip um, and of course like at LAX the other day I was passing through LA on the way on my way to South America and there's the cutest bookshop called book soup and of course you know I'm in there like oh my gosh I would love to read Homer's Odyssey or, you know, whatever the book may be. Um, and then, you know, the reality sort of dawns. Like, I'm, I have a backpack. That's the only thing I have. So the topic for today's episode, <laughs> that very long intro, is how I'm reading during this 10-week backpacking trip. So, of course, I brought my Kindle. That is the number one thing. Um... With the electronic power situation, it's really not that, mo that much dif more difficult to charge a Kindle than it is a cell phone or an iPad. So I'm really grateful that that situation has worked out thus far. Um, the Kindle has been so important to me, and I actually started using my Kindle exclusively about two weeks before I left. And the reason why, partly... There were a couple reasons. Partly, I didn't want to end up halfway through a big book and then not be able to finish it because I was traveling soon. Part of the reason, though, was because I'm such a physical book nerd and because I value the physical, the physicality of books so much, I wanted to make sure that I was adapted back to the Kindle, which I hadn't used for a really long time <clears throat> before I traveled. So when I started using the Kindle again, I started a book, um, I downloaded a bunch of books, like basically as, mu as many books as the space would allow, um, was able to start again a couple books and kind of have that chain already going before I left. And I think that was important because it reminded me that it's like almost like I need to finish the book. I'm like a chronic finisher, <laughs> a compulsive finisher. So having books open that I'm reading currently makes me that much more compelled to finish. I think in another sense, having books in both my languages has really helped. So having books in German that I've wanted to read forever, I downloaded like three Abbas Keter books. I've been wanting to just kind of like go through his <laughs> collected works. Um, so, you know, having those books that I've really sought out for a long time, I'm reading a book called How to Travel with a Fish, I believe, and other short stories by Umberto Eco, 
Um, I read Ego's work for a class this past term, and um, interestingly, my one of my ESL students had recommended that particular book to me like a year and a half ago. Um, and so, you know, that ego kept coming up, or echo maybe is how you say it, but that this author kept coming up for me was really a sign that triggered my curiosity and I was able to start reading this short story collection, which is wonderful and super lovely. So I'm, I'm very grateful again and glad to have started to read that. Kindle also travels super well. Um, and this is not a Kindle advertisement by any means. I've done many mixed reviews on the Kindle. I'm sure you can look in the back catalog at relevanceofliterature.com slash back catalog and you can see my several Kindle reviews very mixed as I said. I constantly am amazed by the Kindle's battery life though so that is one thing that I really have enjoyed. Indeed. Kindle battery life, very excellent. I've super enjoyed being able to like read on the plane and not have to worry about my Kindle dying mid flight. <laughs> and of course you can charge them now on flights, but you know, it's always easy to have that peace of mind when you're on an electronic device like that. The second thing <clears throat> is to make sure that I'm getting in an hour of reading at night. Um, and this is really important for a couple reasons. One, I am traveling alone, you know, I'm not like in a big group and of course I have people like roommates and other friends that I've made at my homestay and the um, places I'm researching and other things like tours and just people I run into. I've run into several German speakers at this point which has been just like so heartwarming to me. <laughs> um, but at the same time, not being out at night is important to me. <laughs> um, and it's important to me for safety reasons mainly. Um, and I know that I'm in a sense missing out on some things if I'm not out at night constantly, but also to me it's worth it to not only have this kind of idea that I'm going to be safe at night, but also an understanding that using the nighttime hours as a, t a chance to relax and recuperate and have some tea and some time just to myself has been really important. And especially since I'm adapting to different climates, I'm exerting myself physically quite a bit, um, and I'm also learning so, so much having those distinctive periods and windows in the day to relax and to use exclusively for reading and writing that has been so important. Another principle that I've been living by with regard to reading and how I've been reading and keeping up on my reading, or at least I would say catching up on my reading, keeping up is a misnomer, um, is understanding that reading does not have to conflict with writing at this juncture. For sure, this past year in school, the difficulty of it, writing my first book, preparing for this research trip, all of those things kind of prevented me from doing both. I'm sure like I could have taken out of sleep or whatever it was to do both, but I really couldn't find a way to do both uh, that was fulfilling and that was appropriate 
for the time in my life. Now that I do have that time, understanding that reading and writing um, are both possible for me at this juncture has really opened myself up. And I think I do have a natural inclination towards if I'm writing and not reading and vice versa. However, doing both in moderation has seemed to work really well. And I'm hoping, um, crossing my fingers and putting on my schedule <laughs> that both things still work. And so spending about an hour a day writing and an hour a day reading has really worked out thus far. Other chances to read. This is something that I recommended a lot when I first started the podcast and when we did more reading geared episodes or 52 books a year geared episodes. Using any downtime that I have to either write or read has been really important. Um, I don't really keep a strict rule or guideline for myself on this. Um, Especially, I think it's important to sometimes just go on autopilot and just experience whatever you're doing. Even if you're a bit bored, I think it's still cool and important to understand that there's kind of this surround, this surrounding that you can experience without having to be plugged in constantly or engaged constantly. So in that sense, like on airplanes even, I don't pressure myself to read if I'm really not feeling like it. I don't pressure myself to like watch a movie. Sometimes I just kind of <laughs> rest or kind of just think about different things. Um, but I do always leave the option open and I do always have that option back in my mind. And I often find myself pulling through my Kindle, you know, meal times if I'm alone are a great chance for me to pull out my Kindle and read a bit. Um, so just having, again, that option in your mind for all of these different opportunities to read throughout the day, I think those pages, even if it's one or two pages at a time in those moments, really add up. And that's something that really, really helped me, actually, when I first started the reading challenge, is that I was constantly, like, one or two pages <laughs> um, in these little moments, like, between classes or... Um, when I was waiting for someone to pick them up or to have coffee with them, I would just pull out a book and I would have that just automatic kind of response to these moments of pause or these liminal periods. So I think there's a good, again, a good balance you can strike with it, but always having the option, and that does mean, by the way, bringing your book or bringing your Kindle with you, which is not always that exciting or <laughs> that practical. But I think having it with you, and again, keeping it in your mind, this is an option for me at this juncture, is something that does help a lot if you are someone who struggles with getting long periods of time in the day, 30 minutes to an hour, to focus solely on reading. And the last thing is, once again, understanding that I'm able at this juncture to make it a priority again. Sometimes in life, your priorities change and, um, you know, maybe your singular priority is graduating college, <laughs> you know, like it was for me, and maybe your single singular priority is um, taking care of someone you love or finding a job, you know, and those things necessarily force you to take a step back from the things that are so important to you and central to you, but aren't your singular mission in life at that moment. And that's really what this past 
year in school and especially the past six months have done for me is forced me to kind of take a step back from podcasting from most of my writing aside from my book and from reading which has been um I think painful in some ways right you have to sort of grieve those moments in that time that you're not spending doing the things that you know fulfill you but at the same time it was so instructive for me and I think coming out of it and having it be hard to establish as a habit once more has also been super instructive and I really don't want to take that for granted either that there's this process that's really beautiful and really instructive that taking a step back from these things has taught me. All right, that is all for this episode. I hope you enjoyed it. I apologize once again for the quality not being the same as it traditionally is. Um, I'll direct you maybe to one more episode, which is I joined a mortality book club, I believe it's called. It is a hilarious episode, um, in part because I filmed it at a train station in Quebec. This is summer 2019, I would say like early June 2019 is when you can find it in the back catalog but that quality is not as good as this quality actually so <laughs> maybe um maybe we're falling somewhere in the middle okay vielen dank und wir sehen uns nächstes mal